Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Yeah, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, Sports Day SA. The number to give us a call is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Write that down. Love your company. Always like uh, calls. And the text line zero four two seven one five four one double six. Our hot topic, thanks to Irrigear, uh, to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. Malcolm Blight, how are you? Yeah, good, David. Preliminary final week. Uh, it's it's. I I think it's the scariest week on the football calendar. You know, you, yeah, you, good you, point. Grand final, you're there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, and you go through the whole machinations of it, but but it was, yeah, the anticipation of a Premier final. The, the result sometimes pops in your head. You ever lose one? You, oh yeah, yeah. Pre- prelims. Oh yeah. You won most of them. Yeah, no, we had a good record of that. Both as a coach and player, got yeah, the grand final. No, we did. Yeah, um, and in those days, of course, you had to, you couldn't jump like you do now. You went from. Second semi-final to the grand final. Yes, in that modern year, level of devastation, prelim or grand final. Oh. You still, you still got to a grand final and lose. Yeah, you still rather that, be there, wouldn't I, you? I take that every day. Yeah, so would I. People yeah. say, "Oh, you might as well finish fifteenth and second. No. That's a load of rubbish. No, you've right now. Whoever gets through this weekend is going to have an era of anticipation, and I'll guarantee you, someone, one team's going to be so happy. So why wouldn't you take those odds? Of course oh, you would. And That's the, a stupid thing to say, that. The, and I, I played in two losing grand finals, but I'd still have that memory any day rather than oh. not making one. Because a lot of players don't make one. Of course not. Do they? It's pretty tough. Do you remember I talked to you just recently? I think it was 14 grand finals I, I've been involved in as a player. You know, not, not kids' footy. Uh, seven wins, six losses and a draw. Gee. Yeah. So the, and that's it. I mean, it's a 50-50 game. Well, I go back to the great Bobby Skilton played one final. Yeah, I know. Robbie Flair, didn't he play one or one two? Three, yeah, something like that, yeah. It, it is the luck of the draw. And yet there's been what I'd call a lot of, you might call them, average players who got premiership medallions. Yeah. You can't all be stars. No, and uh, if, if you don't realise it, life is absolutely about timing. And just go and ask your mum and dad. Now, <laughs> um, talking about timing, uh, Travis Boak, um, Port Adelaide, been a great, great player. Yes, the language changed a bit. Um, Port weren't saying much about Travis Boak, but Chris Davies has come out today yep. and basically said it's in Travis's court. Now, we always felt Travis wanted to play. He, want, he played a 50 if he could. He's fit. He, do, he does his due diligence, um, very professional. But here's Chris Davies talking about Travis Boak. Well, it's been interesting to, to reflect on all of the, the discussion that, that happened, I think, to Trav in, in the lead-up to last week. You know, what, I, what I can absolutely guarantee you again is that Travis is thinking about you know, whether he has the, the passion to continue to play. Uh, if he wants to do that, he'll be at Port Adelaide next year, yes. So uh, Yeah, as I, as I said, if he wants to play next year, um, he'll be at Port Adelaide. But I think we all need to give Travis the respect and the time right now to actually go away and think, you know, this has been a a guy who's, who's been outstanding for this footy club, who, who has done a lot. He probably, you know, we, we understand the level of scrutiny that, that he is under, but, you know, he's asked for a, for a couple of weeks to think about things, and I've got no problem at all for Travis to, to end the season and, and um, you know, have a real good think about, you know, how he wants to come back next year. But I cannot reiterate enough that if, if Travis wants to be 
uh, at Port Adelaide next year as a, as a player than he will be. Mm. It's an interesting call, that. Now, on form, and I'm only going on form, we know he's been a great player and a great servant of the club, I, I would have thought there's some doubt about him going on. Some doubt. Now, what well, that maybe, doubt is... Maybe there is from Travis, as we thought. Travis, Travis wanted to play. play. Yeah. But uh, he has been injured, hasn't had his um, greatest year. He's going to be 36 on the 1st of August next year. You clear the decks... 30-year-old, 31, 32, I think the five oldest at the Crows. Yeah, but it, yeah. it's not a, is, yeah, their does form it, wasn't as good as Travis Bokes was no, at No, no, and up until this year, Travis has had an yeah, outstanding correct. career, hasn't he? Yeah. So was it the injury this year or was it father time? Now, there's only one person that can look in the mirror and decide that. Then he goes to the club yeah. and says, I think I'm right. Or he might say, I'm not right. Now, that... He if played okay on the weekend. He wasn't their worst. He wasn't, wasn't their, their worst, no, was he? No, he wasn't their worst player. No, that's true. So I, I just hope, I mean, hmm, you, you can't live in someone else's shoes, but I really hope he gives, I'm sure he will. He sounds like an astute young fella to me, that he gives it every centimetre, yeah. every second he's got to really make the decision that's going to be best, I'll tell you who, best for him and best for the Port Adelaide Football Club. What do Port fans think? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Mark Bickley, I thought, put it pretty well after the game last week. He said he doesn't mind Bokey playing on, but Travis might have to accept that he won't be in that first side going forward all the time, and he may have to you know, have 10 or 12 games in the sand for helping the other kids, which would be great to have Travis yeah. around. Yeah. Um, I, I, he's not going to... Yeah, you can't not, guarantee him a spot, can you? No, of course not. No one's guaranteed a spot. But I, the other thing with that is he's not going to be a disruptor. No. You know, he's not going to... No, go, he's not. He's, gonna, he's not going to start sooking. No. Sooky Lala. <laughs> Sooky Lala. He's not going to start sooking about what actually happens to him. Because his form will dictate. It, it can't... Football is so basic in that yeah. regard. Either you're playing well... If someone's playing better than you, in, in, even in the twos, they've got to get a crack. See, I was, I was a fraction surprised Charlie Dixon got off at another contract because you've got George Artis and Ollie Lord. I know you, you see a little bit of Ollie Lord. Yeah. And you've got Todd Marshall. Yeah. Those guys aren't going to develop if, if Charlie's still the main man. And Charlie, for whatever reason, can't get his body right. He's always injured. It's, it's ankles, it's uh, yeah. knees, it's feet. It's everything. Yeah, but he... <laughs> He also may be in a bit of an insurance policy. If they go through a similar year where they're playing top four, top six, he might be the one blight you can actually use as a key forward or as a ruckman, you know, if his body's okay. So maybe, maybe every team wants that older player just in case for one more year. So he'd be in the same boat as Travis. Correct. We can't guarantee you no. if, if Ollie's playing well no. or Todd's playing well, yeah. they get first crack. Correct. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I just don't think you... Clearing the deck sometimes fine, but they've just just finished top three or four. But where they finished fifth? Mm. It's not a bad... Not bad. It's not yeah. great, but it's not bad. As we said, with with Port, um, I don't think Port Adelaide even expected to be where they were at the end of the year. It surprised everybody. So, even yeah. though... Even surprised you with their 13 wins. And it made it really tough. Uh, you've got to... As you say, look, he signed for two years. Suck it up. Suck it, Suck up. it up. Suck it up. Ken Hinckley's a coach, and Port Adelaide got two years of Ken Correct. Hinkley. And I'll tell you what, what Richmond people might have to do is suck it up shortly because they're going to get a new coach. 
And if I can read the tea leaves, Adam Uze looks as a former Melbourne player. He had a few goes at it. Yeah, well, but so did Craig McRae. So did Adam Kingsley. Yeah. I mean, they go through that process. It must be, you know, I didn't have to do that. But I can understand now that as an assistant coach, most of them seem to be coming from that side of the fence. I'd, I would still be looking at some sample coaches or waffle coaches that have run their own footy club, run their own program. I would certainly lean that way. There's a couple in Adelaide. There's a couple in Perth. Anyhow, be that as it may, Adam Uzo's been around the system for a long time as assistant coach. He's going to take on a team that is on the down, but that's what we thought about GWS. And that's what we thought about Collingwood. Yeah. Never, All of a sudden, yeah. two young on coaches... Two young coaches changed the way they played instead of that defensive crap I used to watch at those clubs. Defensive, David. Yeah, interesting. You never went through the process. You always, I know Geelong went and headhunted you. Yeah. You were headhunted at Adelaide, headhunted mm. at St Kilda. Mm. It's not bad, is it? What'd you say? I'm not going to do an interview. You just, you either point <laughs> no, me or not. No, I had a chat to them. It's not <laughs> like that, David. It was a bit different. In those when, days. when did you first realise that you wanted the coach? Because you actually got thrown into it as a, playing, as a coach. playing coach. Yeah. Uh, and that, that didn't end up well for you, even though you went and kicked 10 the, on the weekend. But 11. Sorry. I always like to undersell rather than oversell. <laughs> but so when did you get the bug to give another crack? Or had you said, I'm not doing this again. This is, that's it. No, no. What, look, it happened. And I think at the start of the week, when the great Ronald Barassi passed away, I mentioned, you know, for all his, all his stuff he did in football, the thing that triggered me was when we went and watched videos and you could actually see the game unfolding in front of you. And he, he picked up mistakes, as I said, but I could also see the good stuff. So when that was presented to me as a 24-year-old, I just, no one done that. I hadn't seen that. So that just, my wheels started turning in my head. And I suppose I always had a bit of a bent and I would... I would talk about things with other players and teammates of mine about, gee, what if we try this or what if we do that? And it was it was that stimulus that got me going. Interesting stuff. That was a good oil. That was good oil. Yeah, Thanks it was. to Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. They're in northern Victoria, first cold press, grown harvester there. We're talking Cobram Estate, extra virgin olive oil. And I know, hey, we've got a grand final in Adelaide too on Sunday. We should yeah. mention Sturt and Glenelgan. All the press, uh, yeah, the the boys of the captains and the coaches have been talking about their their lot in life, but it's an exciting time for and and, and particularly even the older blokes to play in a grand final is an absolute special oh, treat. It it's is. a special treat. I haven't seen a bad grand final winner in any competition at any level anywhere. No, I did my homework ex- today. Bloody spent about an hour on the Sturt today. Did good. He's got all the numbers, names. What's yeah. the what's their game and got Glenelg tomorrow. So be, oh, good. It will be good. Hey. I reckon in the second segment, we've got Michael Whiting in the third segment. He oh. knows everything about what's happening in, in AFL. AFL. Yep. But I thought you might have a look at, you know, we spoke about Port players, who'd improved, who hadn't. Yep. You've also had a look at Adelaide. Yeah, I thought just, just tonight as we, um, you know, we've done a fair bit on Port Adelaide, I just thought we haven't really summarised the Crows season and we've still got, you know, some time before the grand final. But I just thought I'd ask you, they played the West Coast Eagles in round 24, you know, tw- yep. 23rd round. So I'm just going to ask you what you thought, where the Crows improved, just like we did or didn't improve with Port Adelaide. And it's funny, when we looked at Port, we found a lot that had 
actually gone backwards. backwards. Yeah. Okay, coming up with the show, thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar and Lumo Energy SA. Switch to the affirmative, join Lumo. And Michael Whiting, as we said, by AFL.com. He's a really good chat. And the leg-up tip for Thursday. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Sports ASA, Malcolm Blood and David Wildey with Talking Mates. Thanks to Mate, the fair dink of internet. Without the fuss, score a mobile deal as good as a Sam Kerr goal. That's with Mate. Just remember that name too. Um, Collingwood and Collingwood, of course, have got a massive game this week, GWS. Yep. They don't have too many issues, Bloody going. Taylor Adams is only the worry. Dacos comes back. And John Noble is maybe comes back in. Yeah, He's a bit stiff to miss well, last I hope week. he gets a go. Yeah. But Nick Dacos... I saw him running, mate. He looked... How professional is he? Oh, looked like a gazelle. A broken bone oh, or crack in his leg. Unbelievable. And four weeks later, I, and listen, he's what, okay. Yeah, I know. What about Carlton? Jack Martin will come back in after suspension. Yep. Harry Mackay. Harry Mackay. Harry Mackay playing. We should, we'll talk a bit, bit more about this when we see the teams tomorrow night, I'd reckon. Mate, him up the ground... He's a, he's, he's a really good player. Yeah, good I mean, grab. A good grab, and he kicks some... I mean, I know he has some goal-kicking issues, but if he plays a bit more up the ground, traditional centre-half forward-ish, and Charlie Curnow plays back, I reckon they are... They are. They're a bit banged up with Doherty and Akers. Yeah, I but mean, Doherty, I listened, I watched him the other night, and he said, no, he's going to yeah, play. come out the front, didn't come out the back, so he said, I'm fine, oh. the shoulder. I did, you know what? I didn't know that. No, nor did I. I did one of those had... Eight days in hospital. Yeah, I know. About eight pins. But it apparently came out the front, not the back. And I, oh. I'd, I'd, I'd seriously... It didn't look good. No. Well, he, he, he'll play. Can't believe that. Hey, listen, we talked about... You talked about the Crows. You know, we've done Port Adelaide and just thought tonight... Um, the last game against the West Coast Eagles, obviously, which they won, this is the team. And you tell me whether the Adelaide players have improved, this 24-3 that played. Taylor Walker. Yeah, all Australian proved that's a tick. Rory Laird. Well, Rory's Rory's probably on his same on par because he's, he always plays well. But I don't think he had a better year than no. last year. Jordan Dawson. Yeah, all Australian. Yep. Jake Saligo. Yeah, just a fraction better. Had a, had a little wobble. Yeah, bit, bits and pieces. But you yeah. saw you saw growth. Matt Crouch. Well, small sample, but when he came back, you loved him. So I'd say yes. <laughs> Hinge. Yeah, he he was. Uh, I think one of the. Great stories so for Adelaide. Improvers, yes. Massive improvement. Yeah. Just for Shelley. Um, just a young kid, second year. I, I don't think he went. No, I agree. Yeah, not quite. No, I don't think he improved. Ben Keys. Uh, similar. Yeah. Ben had a good year last year, and I think a steady year, pretty solid year this year. Uh, Wayne Malera. Yeah, he, he improved. Good. Once the season got going, he actually looked fitter. I, I, he actually made some really good decisions. Well, he missed threes of footy, yeah, so to come back. Yeah. And he actually looked fit towards him. Makes yeah, a did. difference, doesn't it? Brody Smith. Yeah, pretty good steady year. Yeah, pretty yeah, good. About even. Lockie Gallant. No, no, he didn't get enough chances. No. Uh, we saw him play in the sand for on the weekend. Yeah. No. Washer, Warrell, Josh Warrell. Similar. Played a couple of games, thought was okay. Yep. Uh, Lockie Murphy. 
probably his best year, yet you don't notice Lockie a lot. But stat-wise, and kicked a few goals and also got more of the ball, so I'd probably say yes. Riley O'Brien? No, not necessarily. No, I, I, I thought he, he won a Bristol first a couple of years ago, so hasn't been at that. Now, Max Michelini, who was... Yeah, good. You love Max. First, yeah. Love Max. First year. He can improve. Another, another pre-season. Darcy Fogarty? No, probably no. Uh, on par, perhaps a fraction worse than last year. I've said to you, I reckon I should, I'd start playing him at the back. I'd, Would you? I'd, I'd have a look at him there. The fog. Yeah. Uh, Jason Paulays, any younger? Uh, just a kid. I, th- I think he'll struggle to get in their side when they get Murray and and Butts back. He's got big Keen. I think Keen's jumped up. He's quite impressive, Keen. I didn't, didn't know much about him. I was going to ask you about him shortly. Please, could you follow my shoot? Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. I can't see no, your no, shoot. I know. Isaac Rankin? Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Very good. He played a lot better than at Gold Coast. Can he play better? Can he get better? Yeah, yeah. I think he'd be all Australian. Ooh, Don't yeah, you? Yeah, Kick 40 goals. Yeah, I know. Oh, he, and he, yeah, he's got some tricks. Crows fans would love Isaac Rankin. Yeah. And he actually showed to I, I wasn't completely sold on him at Gold Coast, but I certainly am now. Yeah, Parnell. Did, not, not in the big enough sample. Keen, you've already mentioned yep. it. You stole Thunder. Riley Thilthorpe. No, backwards. No. backwards. He needs... I I do a lot of one-on-one training with him. Yeah, I both he's... both in the air and on the ground. Get really aggressive. Luke Peddler. Um, yeah, improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah improvement. I like him. Like him. And Schomburg. Uh, not enough again. Didn't see. Perhaps no. Well done. That was for Toolkit Depot Tools Equipment Safety Gear and Work with. You and I got to get down to the tool- Toolkit Depot. Show me how to work a shovel and a fork and that sort of stuff oh, and mate, whatever. I've got, I've got tools you would not believe. Do you I, use them or are they still in the packet? No, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Gee whiz. Yeah, I reckon uh, you'd have a lot of gear at home that looks good but never been used. Mate. A whippersnipper. I, no, I, I use it every week. I'm, I'm always out pottering in the garden doing stuff, tidying stuff up, fixing stuff up. Well, they've got everything. They can service gear as well, the toolkit depot, equipment, safety gear and workwear so yeah so when you look at Adelaide and Port Adelaide I think we found more poor players that weren't probably there was a group that younger group that have really improved and then there's some others that have not quite I agree with that I think what we need to look at in the next few days is what what do they need and what do Adelaide need and who's who's primed who do do you think's in the I I still think the young midfield of Port Adelaide is primed just Ready to go. Yeah, but they can't, they can't make up for a, a, myriad, a myriad of other issues. No. I don't think. They can help. Well, they won 13 games with it by doing it. Yeah, probably that extra defender, which they're really chasing hard. And one of those kids, either Lord or Marshall, really well, so how, sprouts. So how far then are Adelaide off in your mind? You, so you want a growth. You wanted 10 games yeah. and 11. Yeah, yeah. I, I think probably... And they got one, robbed of one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I reckon between 11 and 13. Now, that that jump into the bottom of the eight, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth, it's a fair jump. You know, there's a fair few teams in there. And doesn't, all, doesn't always guarantee, too, does it, whether no. you're, you're going to get there next year? No. No, you don't. See, my well, early predictions are poor. I don't think they'll be top four next year. I really don't. Will, That's early. That's really will, early. Will Taylor Walker have as good a year as he had this Probably year? Probably not. I no. think he's had his best yeah. year ever, too. Taylor Walker, wow. All-Australian. What is he, 33? Yep. Incredible. He's born on Anzac Day, Taylor Walker. Well done. Bit of trivia. Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris plate clearance deals are on right now. Save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS. 
plus get $1,000 free accessories. On the other side, we've got Michael Whiting from Brisbane. He's a brilliant reporter. Michael Whiting will join us on Sports Day SA. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Keeping you safe on the roads, tirepower.com.au. The big footy final sale on now. Well, when we talk Brisbane or anything going up uh, top end there of Australia, we go to Michael Wadding, don't we? Yeah, he's an expert. From afl.com.au. Yeah, he's not just Brisbane too or the Gold Coast. He, no, he's got his finger on the pulse. Michael, how are you? Good, thanks, guys. How are you? Great to speak with you. Um, Brisbane buzzing. I mean, this is... We, we spoke to you, I think, about six weeks ago and... Uh, we thought this was Brisbane's best chance. So far, so good. Their first final was really good, and they've got another chance at home uh, to take on Carlton. So, uh, no excuses. They're pretty well, you know, all men fit. So, how do you see it? Yeah, no excuses. They've done everything they can to this stage. I almost feel like they've flown under the radar. They've won that first final quite comfortably. Other teams have been uh, running the gauntlet, Carlton and GWS, obviously, and the Lions are just sitting sitting pretty. They haven't had to leave the state for a little while. Obviously going uh, played at the Gabba in the final round, played at the Gabba in the qualifying final and, and again at the Gabba on Saturday night. So aside from Will, Will Ashcroft who obviously did his knee six or eight weeks ago they're, they're pretty much at full strength, although there is an injury cloud over Jack Payne. But yeah, they've there's no excuses this time. Everything's set up for them to play in that first elusive grand final for, for 19 years. Yeah, and the good thing, most of them, Michael, are playing well, I suppose, to get to where they are, you have to, but they, they demolished Port Adelaide, had a brilliant uh, patch in the in the third quarter. Uh, Darcy Gardner got a bit of backup if he if uh, Big Jack Payne drops out. So, you know, they're in a healthy state. Danaher's playing well. You've got Hipwood. Uh, I think they're the luxury of five or six different forwards. I love Cam Rayner. So um, all around the ground, things are, are working at the moment. So they they can't afford to let this one slip. Nah, they can't. They've had, they've got great continuity. You talk about the forward line. Any one of those guys can take over a game, and they've shown that recently. Dano Hipwood didn't have his kicking boots on in the qualifying final, but still had a big impact. Rayner, Zach Bailey did really well against Carlton when they played earlier in the year. Haven't even mentioned Charlie Cameron yet. We know what he can do. So they've got uh, plenty of options there. And the midfield's um, humming now, I would say, after the Ashcroft setback. Uh, Lockie Neal, Josh Dunkley, and Hugh McCluggage is the guy that's really made a leap in the last six or eight weeks. Yeah. So everything's set up. It's just that that defensive question mark over Payne. And you're right to mention Darcy Gardner there. He's the man on standby should Payne not get through main training tomorrow and, and put his hand up for selection. To your right, Michael McCluggage, hasn't he? He's just grown. I mean, we always knew he was a good player, but trying to find the spot for him and with young Ashcroft going out, sadly... He's opened the door for him, and hasn't he stormed Loves through the door? Too, oh, now. Yeah. Hey, listen, I tell you yeah. what, David, I've, I've got to mention this, right? We are talking to media royalty tonight. Michael Whiting at the Australian Football Media Association of Awards last night was named the best feature reporting of a print and online. So the royalty and a clap... From Sports Day SA, Michael. Well done, son. Yeah, that's real clapping, not can clapping. That's real <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> got, a, got a commendation. So, 
happy with that. Anytime you can get a little yeah. nod from um, from your peers, as the players would know. <laughs> I'm not a player, obviously, but anytime you. Yeah. Your peers can give you a nod to acknowledge your work. I'm very happy with that. No, I've told David many times, and that you know, the hours sitting in the grandstand watching the Gold Coast Suns, and you obviously at Brisbane. I mean, you do your work, and I, and that's one of the great things. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be involved in this game, if you do your homework, you do and you make your assessments, and then people start believing what you're talking about, and that's that's terrific. So that, it's a really great award. Well done again. Yeah, thanks, mate. It does take a while to build, I would say, almost like players. It takes a little while to build trust among your yeah. teammates, and it takes a little while to build trust between journalists and, and players and clubs. So, yeah, it's been a long process. Loved every minute of it. And as I said just before I jumped on air, there's so many years in Queensland where neither team played in September. So many years I was envious looking at um, other journos and other states watching finals footy and We've been lucky enough that Brisbane's had some uh, relative success in the last five years, and this this being their best chance. I mean, they've got um, as good a chance as any of playing in a grand final, which would be huge for the club and huge for the code in this part of the world. We've been dissecting Port Adelaide, Michael, and make an assessment on them. You saw them at, at close end. They got demolished by the Lions. Uh, but there's a lot of holes in that team, and maybe they were held up by the, the brilliant years of Butters and Rosie, Houston, to mm. a lesser extent, Horn Francis, but... We, we feel there's a lot of players in that side that aren't elite kicks, and they played the Giants on the weekend. I was struggling to find a player in the Giants side that couldn't kick. They could all kick. But Portugal, even some of their better players, you know, Wines and, and Boak mm-hmm. and Byrne Jones, they're not great kicks. Powell Pepper's another one. So what do you make of Port Adelaide? Yeah, I hadn't thought of it in that terms, but when you put it like that, it's a fair point. Um I mean, obviously what let them down against Brisbane was just slowing the lines down from stoppage. Like, those midfielders did their job in terms of winning probably enough clearances. It was about a 50-50, and that's normally a strength of Brisbane. They normally get on top of teams around the stoppage. But the way Brisbane were able to move the ball out of stoppages, I, I just felt like Butters... My initial inclination was that Butters... Rosie, Horn Francis, and those guys were tired, which felt silly after they'd had a week off. I don't know whether that's whether I was seeing things wrong, but they weren't quick to react defensively. I'm not trying to lay the blame on those guys who've mm. obviously had magnificent seasons, but the kicking's a good point. Teams are great at tr- the good teams are great at transitioning the ball quickly from turnovers, and that normally means uh, quick decisions and great skill execution. It's something Brisbane's added to their arsenal this year, I would say, particularly at half-back. Wilmot is a very good kick. Gideon Coleman, who's now settled in the team, is a, an elite yeah. kick. Yeah. Um, Connor McKenna's a little bit iffy, but he's very creative. So those guys make quick decisions and they and they can execute them well. Yeah, Michael, I'm, one of the problems with the, the young fellas at Port Adelaide is they're still young. I mean, and that's mm. that's the... And what actually happened was they didn't get a lot of help from their older players, yep. whereas now Brisbane's actually been through that system, haven't you? You've now got the older players. They've got a lot of miles under their belt. Play, and I reckon they'll make the grand final, be perfectly honest. So, But I reckon those young Port Adelaide players, I, I agree with you. They're two years away from being where, where Brisbane are now. Yep. It's a process, bloody, yeah. and you're right, because this, this list for Brisbane has been pretty much in place for quite a few years. Yes. We talked about McCluggies before. He's in year seven. Mm. Jared Berry's in year seven. Cam Rayner's in year six. Mm. So is Bailey and Starsevich. Like These guys are still quite young. Like they're, they're quite experienced. They've had eight and ten finals each. And um, 
not everyone's progression is the same. And these guys have gone through a lot of disappointment. And, and, and they might go through that again on Saturday night. We don't know yet. But they certainly feel... There feels a, a more calm feeling around the lines this year, I would say. I mean, they're not, they haven't been on hot plates the last few years, but you just sense that these guys do have experience now. And it doesn't just come in year three and four and five. It, it takes some time. And you can sense that with Brisbane for sure, that they've got that experience now. Now, one of the great features of our game growing up with it and being in as long as I am... The great, one of the great aspects of the game was seeing one-on-ones, you know, the great full-backs on the great mm. full-forwards and all those players and, you know, watching, say, Cripps versus Dunkley for the whole day, like mm. happened last time when, when Dunkley did a really good job on him when they mm. played Carlton. I mean, are we going to see that again? I'd love to see it. and just, I'd love the coaches to turn back the clock and let's, so that us as supporters can actually see our boy or their opposition player go one-on-one, head-to-head, and it's part of the excitement of the game that we're losing. It is. I'm with you. We all love that. Um, teams shy away from it a little bit. I think in terms of Dunkley and Cripps, we, we certainly will see that at stoppages. Josh Dunkley loves to put himself on the opposition's best midfielder at stoppages. Now, once the ball is cleared and they go to another contest, maybe they drift apart a little bit, but we'll certainly see them at the coalface. Even the defenders, you talk about full-backs and full-forwards, and they're the contests we love. I'm already thinking about what happens if Jack Payne doesn't play? Who does go to Charlie Kerno? Yeah. yeah. Chris Fagan, do you... And I know they like to play team defence and zones, and they, they talk about playing as a unit, but at those centre bounces and at stoppages, you have to line up on a man. It's just the way it is. So I'm fascinated to see uh, who Brisbane, uh, which Brisbane defenders line up on those key Carlton forwards. And at the other end of the ground, I'm looking forward to seeing which small Carlton defenders line up on the likes of Charlie Cameron and Zach yep. Bailey, who, mm. who cut them up earlier in the year. Yeah, Michael Whiting, I guess. Michael, the, the one player that I, I love watching him play is Harris Andrews. But in that final... Ollie Law did a very good defensive job on him and mm-hmm. also kicked four goals from about five kicks. And he just, um, he didn't seem to like someone just actually standing him. He loves to be the third man up and he takes all those marks and the big fist. But I thought, you know, a couple of the, the stars of perhaps Brisbane weren't dominant and yet they still had a great win, which is a good sign of itself. Probably the best sign for them because. Generally, I mean, traditionally over the years, they have needed a good performance out of a Lockie Neal or a Harris Andrews or even Charlie Cameron. He had his 60 or 90 seconds of uh, excitement with the back-to-back goals, but he he had a pretty quiet game aside from that. But it's interesting with Harris Andrews. He's had an amazing year, and you're right, Ollie Lord did such a good job, and about six weeks earlier, it was Ben King that did the same thing for Gold Coast. Now, King had been struggling, and the instructions to him were just play back shoulder. You play like the defender. You make sure he doesn't intercept Mark. And not only did he keep Andrews out of it, he kicked five goals himself. Yeah. So uh, Harris likes to get the game on his own terms and he likes to drift off his opponent sometimes because he likes to play that intercepting role and help start Brisbane's attack. So interested to see whether Carlton do the same. Hard to think that, though. They've got Mackay, Kernow and DeConing who all like to go for their marks. I'm not sure how defensive those guys like to be. So that'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, that's going to be in your neck of the woods. It will be interesting. Now, you're a student of the game, so there's another final along, which is a pretty mm. important one. Collingwood playing the GWS. Where do you sit on that one? Do you still think that Collingwood should start favourite in that? 
I do, but only very narrowly. I'm probably like everyone else. Maybe I'm getting swept up with GWS, but it's hard to not be impressed. They, they're so exciting to watch. They're not just exciting, but they do the basics so well. They, they've got stars over every line. And the ability to take it from inside the contest and get it out into space is thrilling to watch, to be honest. And mm. um, But also, I don't want to get too far away from Collingwood. Um, they've been the best team all year for a reason. I know, that, I know they had a little lull late in the season, but I think that was totally understandable when you're a couple of games in front with a month to go. I think it's sort of human nature to mentally switch off a, a fraction, just a couple of percent, and they were revved up for that qualifying final against Melbourne. I'm sure they will be against the Giants. I think it'll be pretty tight, but Collingwood deserve to be favourites, and I think they might just sneak home. Yeah, they've got similar strengths, I think. They both play such mm. attacking mm. football. You look at the Collingwood forward line. It sort of makeshift, though, isn't it? You get a McCreary mm. down there, uh, Meyer check. They might put the, one of the big men down, little Bobby Hill. It's, a, it's not out-and-out out stars, but they seem to get the job done, and, and their disposal is good. We, we admired the, the Giants' disposal against Port Adelaide, but you know, you've got guys coming out the middle like Pendlebury and, and Dugowie, Dacos, Chris, these sort of guys, they, they hit a target as well. They use the ball so well. They can. They do move it quick, and it gives that... You're right about the forward line. It's not a, a who's who of the competition. Dan McStay, who I watched closely at Brisbane for so many years... He's there. Jamie Elliott's almost the the star, the pseudo number one target. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. he, he's like a little hybrid, just over six foot, and takes a great mark above his head. But I think it's the speed that they move the ball that gives those forwards enough space to work in. And then you've got um, Hill and Elliott and McCreary and these guys that can do so well at that ground level. But yeah, if you if they can force you into turnovers, which they love to do, they move the ball so quickly. And really looking forward to seeing what Nick Dacos can do. Yeah, like so, the rest of the comp, he dominated for so long and he's had quite a big break. And, yeah, interesting to see how he comes out after six weeks away from the game. So we're thinking it may be a Brisbane Lions-Collingwood grand final. I think so. I think those two teams have earned um, our respect, I suppose, and, and earned the right to be favourites this weekend. So, um, yeah, that's the way I'd be leaning at the moment. I uh, wouldn't be shocked, obviously, if it went the other way. Those are The other two teams, the Giants and the Blues, are on amazing, amazing runs of form in the back half of the season. Good and on. deserve to have every every chance, yeah. But no, Brisbane and Collingwood for me. Great stuff, Michael. Well done on your award, and uh, thanks for the chat once again. Thanks, guys. Any time at all. Michael Whitening there from AFL.com.au. As Bloody said, one one of the, the media awards, yes. was it? Yeah, yeah. well done. Mm. Um, hey, Beaumont Tiles are giving away a trip for two to America's footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12th. And you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Just want to play um, uh, a Hawkesbury tip, if you like. This is all thanks, Malcolm, to the leg up. Oh, go for it. Australia's fastest growing tipping service... Here's Blake Johnson with a tip for tomorrow. G'day, fellas. We're heading to Hawkesbury for our best play of the day. Race three, number three, rise to it. He's been heavily supported at his last two. He got the job done. Two back, impressive winner over a couple of horses that have subsequently won a couple of races. And then last night, he was a complete excuse from a wide draw. He was three deep without cover. He made an early move and he knocked up much softer draw. He lands behind the lead speed and I reckon he'll bounce back. Thanks, fellas. Good luck if you follow. 
Well done there. The Leg Up. Get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fast-growing tipping service, thelegup.com.au. We're going to finish, Blighty, with um, some audio mm. and some interesting audio. You spoke about Adam Uze, too, uh, at the start of the show. Yep. Talking about the Richmond uh, coaching job. Here's Adam Uze. It was a good meeting, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to go, but um, yeah, can't comment too much on that. They've got some decisions to make, but, yeah, it was good fun. You've obviously gone for a few others. What gives you confidence in this one? In the end, I know that there's only a few to go, so... Um, but, yeah, I feel like I presented really well, so hopefully that's that's enough and we'll see how we go. Yeah, well... You think it's favourite? I think so, yeah. Just, just reading between the lines, I mean, obviously Andrew McWalter was right in it. Uh, but but just, yeah, just the way the, the whole thing's been done and worked and people are following around, they're camping outside of the Richmond Football Club... And it just appears, though, Adam might be the man. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go that way. Once again, go someone within the walls who's been there. Damien Hardwick's gone. He's come and done a pretty good job. But I still go back to Kingsley, you know, a new a new voice. And look what Adam Kingsley's done. And also Craig McRae. Craig McRae. Well, from Adam Uze, uh, Ben Hart, too, spoke about the Giants. Bearing in mind, they lost by eight goals um, just over eight goals a, a month earlier. What was different? Here's Ben Hart and what was different v Port Adelaide. Interesting call. I think out of the midfield group, um, last time we played them um, back a month or so ago, um, we sort of got taught a lesson and mm. uh, their ability to spread on stoppages, away from stoppages or even in general play really. Um, now we weren't at our best, but uh, certainly gave us a good lesson to go back on. And So we wanted to try and blunt that where we could, their, their run and spread from stoppage uh, so it was pretty important for us to, to look to own the outside of them at stoppages and um, stop that run. Um, and having said that, our defence was a lot stronger too. We covered the corridor a lot more um, and looked to come forward to defend. I think last time we were running backwards a lot. Mm. So mm. small things, but um, they certainly paid off. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think it's it's our we play our way, and but I think we've done a lot of work this year as a group um, in staying present in the moment. Now, I know mm. every team will talk about yep. it, but... Um, but it does happen. You know, how do you get yourself... Because you'll make mistakes. The crowd will get on top of you. You'll hear something you don't like. But your ability to then come back into the present and say, well, what's important now? Because that, that crowd is not going to affect how I go about my next yeah, job. Yeah. Um, and that's been important for us. To be honest, now, we haven't played in front of 90,000 uh, Collingwood supporters yet either. But, um, mm. look, it'll be loud, but we're, we're welcoming it and we're, we're looking forward to the, uh, that opportunity. I still think the point we made about Young Butters and Rosie, their natural instinct is to get the ball, not to defend the ball when you haven't got it. Yeah, and they, that uh, takes a while. You say, yeah, I, it does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they get, they've got to become hard. I call them hardened midfielders, you know. And the the GWS boys are just that two or three years in front of them. Yeah, they're both about hundred games now, though. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's a good, pretty yeah, good size. Yeah, but they need more help. Couple, okay. Nathan Buckley, the difference between the regular season and the final. Here's what Bucks had to say. Finals do test you. They they grind you down to the point where you if you if you're in a willing contest, you'll get fifteen minutes into the last quarter and you are you are absolutely five minutes into the last quarter, you're absolutely spent. You have not played football at that intensity for the whole season. You have not been that banged up for the whole year. You are carrying something that you've that you didn't realise that you that you have picked up in the game. You're carrying something that you took into the game. Yep. And you need to find, you need to dig deep and find something. I I tend to agree they are played a bit uh, 
bit faster pacing. You need to find, <laughs> take me back to when you had your groin injected. Oh, yeah. No good. No, <laughs> Put the hand up. Yeah, no. Couldn't feel anything. Yeah, no, I just... Uh, um, there is that perception it's a different game. It's not really. Still the same game. game yeah. But what actually There's happens, more on it. Yeah, of course there is. And, and you also got 26 weeks or 24 weeks... To recover. To recover. Yeah. But, but also, some years, and I can say there's some finals you feel really good about, but other finals you've got a bit of a corky, a sore shoulder, sore arm, you've got a kick in the calf. You know, I mean, you carry those things in. You can still play, but I know what Bucks was saying there, that some days are diamonds and some days you just got to kick the dirt. How important is it, Bloody? to get a touch of the leather early, just to feel it. It's a, it's a great feel, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But when you're younger, I, I believe that. But when you've been around for a while, you get the hang of it. Look, I've got one now, but it will come soon. Okay. Uh, that's experience. Yeah. Well, Dean Brogan, he's experienced too. Premiership Ruckman for Port Adelaide. And we had Dean on last couple of Come times on, in the yeah. last month. He, yeah. And he analyses pretty well. Here's Dean Brogan's thoughts on Port Adelaide. I guess from my point of view, guys, I... I didn't really expect them to do much in the final series anyway, to be honest. Um, their profile, um, the way they play heading into the finals was was bad, was poor. Uh, I think they were the seventh-ranked team in that top eight for, for defence and offence. Or, or So I didn't really expect them to do too much. So, yeah, the way they played in that Giants game was disappointing. But I think, well, what you are this time of year and... Um, yeah, I, did, I just didn't think they were going to get past either Brisbane or the Giants. So for me, it's, it's like, well, I think they've improved, but they're just not up to the level, um, you know, to, to be playing next week yet. I think it, they just need a few more years together. Um, and then, you know, they need to add a few more into that. So I think home and away, you can get away with it. But when it comes to finals, you need your, you need some experience dead in there. And they just don't have that at the moment. And, you know, for, for whatever reason, Ollie Wines just can't get in there at the moment. Yeah, well, I, I think I admitted last night that the 13 wins got me in, uh, only three against the top eight. So, you know, I, I looked at those stats. I saw people talking about it, but I still, still went with it, probably with, with what you'd seen and think, gee, hang on, they can win. But no, there was a few flaws towards the end of the year. No doubt about I that. I think we all felt they finished, certainly after the minor round, way better than any of us predicted. Yeah. I didn't mean top four. No. They should have really been... They were top two for most of the... Yeah, I know. Most of the season, weren't they? Yeah, but that, I mean, that, I mean I'm, you know, I'm not big on... Well, I'm big on defence, but I mean... But it, there was a profile, and a lot of people said it. This doesn't look like... They were leaking. Yeah, they were leaking. Good call. Yeah. And that's why we spoke about what they need. They, they do need a... A really big defender to help out a Lear because yes. they, they had a lot of hybrid yeah, defenders. Quite got, right. Got dozens of them out there. Yeah, yeah true. And the uh, team defence thing doesn't work if you haven't got the right pillars there. And I reckon it's, it's it, it, yeah, they certainly need something. Yeah. Um, and Ken Hinckley in the, the final thoughts there, he, is it is it a Malcolm Blight? He's had, he's had two, minute, um, two more seasons. It is what it is. You're not going to change it. <laughs> no, it's not. He's not going to go anywhere. He won't be going anywhere. Yeah, I I just think um, I still think Port Adelaide dug a massive hole when you say August. I honestly thought Port thought they wouldn't be where they were in August. Mate. Then it'd be a lot easier to yeah, make you, a decision. I don't think you'll ever find out if that was true or not, Dave. I don't, no one's ever going to say it. Well, now. you think about it. Um, you know, a lot of people thought Port maybe round eight. They didn't make that last year. So you think you improve a bit, maybe. And <laughs> when you're in second spot, 
and Ken's been waiting all year for August. Yeah, I know. What can they say? No. Uh, you're, and it's you, not Ken's fault. No, you got the job. That's what you say. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, well done to Ken Hinckley. But as I said, it is what it is. And I've mentioned a few times, I feel that Port Adelaide are about fifth or sixth. If you had to choose a squad, I think even the Gold Coast squad's got a bit more promise. So interesting stuff there. Well, Malcolm, Jack Blight, that's just about it for us. A big show. Really enjoyed speaking with, with Michael Whiting. Yeah, good. Nice Wonderful. stuff, well, yeah, doesn't it does. he? Really does. Nice fella. And we've uh, we've come to the conclusion that it's probably going to be Collingwood Brisbane? Mm, yeah, probably. All right. Uh, Collingwood Brisbane for me too. And um, and what about the local grand final? Yeah, I, I think Glenelg, um, you know, they've been the best team throughout the year. Sturt have been terrific, but I, st- I, I think Glenelg at their very best, other than that one hiccup. Great stuff. Do it all again tomorrow. We'll have teams tomorrow between 6 and 7. Bye for now. Bye, David.